Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up? It's Joe Melendres, and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. Howdy, y'all. I just got back from Mission, Texas for an event called Holy Fire with 500 middle schoolers. Man, I love Texas so much. Stopped off at two other schools down there as well. Shout out to St. Joseph's School as well as Our Lady of Sorrows. It was such a blast. Uh, Definitely miss Texas, my home state. Um, I'm back in California right now, but this week I'm headed over to San Antonio, Texas to speak at my alma mater, Central Catholic. Go Buttons. And I'll also be speaking at St. Mary Magdalene School as well. You know, it's such an honor to be able to talk about Jesus to all people, but especially young people. I remember when I was in high school at Central Catholic, there was a Catholic speaker who came to my school named Jason Evert. He's still speaking today. And I remember hearing him, and I was like, wow, this guy has got something powerful. He's got a message, and he's telling people about the good news of Jesus. Maybe I could do that someday. This was an idea that turned into a calling. You know, you got to start somewhere, and it's so important that we have dreams, small dreams and big dreams. Today's theme is big dreams, inspired by our mission-driven guest, Connor Flanagan. I love this concept of dreaming. I was recently chatting with my wife about how seeing our daughter, Antoinette, she's three years old, when her imagination is in action. Last week, we gifted her with some mini Frozen 2 figurines. It was so much fun. As soon as we opened up the package and gave her the figurines, she started playing with them, talking with them, setting up different frozen scenes around our living room. It was so neat to see her imagination working. Another fun story, Antoinette is fascinated with planes. When I'm at airports, I'll FaceTime with her and show her the planes. Sometimes she'll extend her arms out like a plane and then she'll start flying to the left and flying to the right, pretending she's actually a plane. I love it. You know, God gave us our imagination and he wants us to dream big. It says in scripture, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. That's from Habakkuk 2, verses 2 through 3. It's important that we don't grow out of big dreams, dreaming big. Sometimes we like to give up when we don't see the dream come to pass. But like it says in the scripture, wait for it. Today's mission tip is brought to you by Pray.com. It's the number one app for daily prayer and bedtime Bible stories. It has daily prayer plans, inspirational audio shows, as well as some incredible bedtime Bible stories. I just downloaded it, started using it. I love it. Highly recommend you check it out, Pray.com. Today's mission tip is write it down. I want to encourage you after listening to this podcast, write down a dream you have. Maybe it's a goal you want to achieve. Write it down and post it somewhere so that you'll see it every day. When I was in college, I participated in an essay contest at a local Chipotle restaurant. The winnings of this contest would be free burritos for one year. So I wrote down in permanent red marker on the contest flyer, I will win free burritos for a year. I hung it up in my dorm room by the light switch, so I read it every day. I wrote an essay for the contest and even recorded a rap for the contest. I ended up winning the contest. Praise the Lord. It was pretty cool. I received three burritos a day, every day, 
for one year. I ended up turning it into a ministry and brought out two different people every day with me to eat. And we talk about our faith journey from a child to now. We spoke about a relationship currently affecting our life. And we talked about our future aspirations and dreams. It was such a great year, but I can't help to think about that flyer. I wrote down my dream. You know, St. Paul says this in Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. God can do more. So let's have big dreams in 2020. Amen. Okay, I'm pumped about this episode. We've got Catholic rapper and speaker Connor Flanagan, as well as for Break It Down, he'll be breaking down one of his latest tracks. But next up, we've got Word of the Day with my wife, Noel Melendrez. Mission Driven Podcast, big dreams. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Noel Melendrez. Welcome, how are you doing? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm pumped because our theme today is big dreams. You got some big dreams? I think everybody's got big dreams. I think so, I hope so. I hope so. And uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, we're gonna do this awesome new verse. And I actually, it's the first time I saw this verse, it was on a Justin Bieber shirt. Ah, uh, Jay Biebs. Yeah, Jay Biebs. He's quoting scripture on the back. So let's go ahead and, and read it. What is today's scripture passage? Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. That's from Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Man, it's, it's so simple, but so true. Uh, I love it. What are some of your observations for that, that verse? I think it's very straightforward that God's plans are always better than our own. Yeah. It's really what kind of resonated something that struck me uh with it was you know many are the plans so we have many plans in our life you know i think back as a kid you know we're talking about big dreams you know i dreamt about being nba basketball player i wanted to be a chef at one point i wanted to be a cartoonist at one point i think you're a dreamer at heart yeah you're someone that i think naturally you've always been a dreamer i have um something i I remember noticing about you early in our relationship is that you you're a dreamer. Anything is possible. You're like Walt Disney. Yeah, I love Disney. And the the crazy thing though about all those things that I mentioned, you know, basketball player, a chef, cartoonist, I am not any of those. Um, I'm a youth minister. I'm modern day missionary. I'm a musician. You know, it's kind of wild because that's what God had in mind. But I, I see that it says, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. So at the end of the day, you know, God's will will be done. Well, and I think it's interesting that it says purpose because it's his purpose. Yeah. We have to realize that if we're truly surrendering to God, that we're working for his purpose. And that may not always mean that we get everything we want or everything yeah. we dream of or mm-hmm. that life's always easy or that we're going to have this really comfortable life. Like there's nowhere in scripture where it says you are promised a comfortable life with everything you ever wanted, but God's purposes will prevail. And sometimes that means that your life is going to take you in a direction that maybe is more challenging and maybe it's tougher, but it's all for God's purpose because he's always working to advance his kingdom. And we don't know, you know, necessarily the impact or, you know, what role we're playing in his purpose. And sometimes it doesn't reveal itself till much later. Yeah. And that's where that surrender, that trust comes in. It doesn't say, but it is the Lord's dreams that prevail. Yeah. It's a big word in, in this passage. And, you know, for, for application, how did you apply this to your life? I guess I kind of already started talking about that, but I just think the biggest thing that comes to mind is surrender. Yeah. I mean, you can't, expect God's purpose to unfold in your life if you don't surrender. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when we try to plan everything out, and I'm a planner, naturally. I've always been somebody that liked to plan, especially as a young kid. You know, I was one of those people that like, oh, in this many years, I'm going to 
you know, graduate from college and then I'll get married at this age and mm-hmm. then I'll have this many kids yeah. and then I'm going to do this. this is like building like a timeline. And yeah. I think when you get older and you grow, I guess as I've matured in my relationship with God, I realize more and more how funny it is to almost plan out my life, yeah. you know? Um, obviously, you know, planning is still a part of my life. We have kids. Yeah. Uh, but, well, we have a kid. Yeah. Another one, one on the way. <laughs> we will have kids. Uh, um, I think it's knowing that at the end of the day, God's plans are always better. His purposes yeah. are always better. And I've seen that in my life over and over again. What about you? Um, you know, as far as applications go, I said, uh, I need to make sure that God's plan is first, kind of what you mentioned. Like I want my plans to be God's plans before they're my plans. So what does that look like? Well, obviously, you know, I can have hopes and dreams, but I want to go to God first in prayer and say, Lord, you know, can you co-sign on this? Do you approve of this? Is this what you want? If so, will you lead me in this direction? Now, the thing that's important to recognize is that it, just because God wants it doesn't mean it's going to happen instantly. You know, it could be a long process. We see this all the time in scripture where it takes years and years and years. I mean, in Genesis, we've been reading and how, you know, Sarah was kind of saying that, oh, she's going to get pregnant, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. They made other plans and then she ends up getting pregnant, you know, and that took she was in her 90s, you know. So I think we have to know that God's going to continue to grow us. And when it's his time, the door will swing wide open and it'll happen. So we can't get discouraged, but to continue to have faith in God. And God might take us on a different track. Like, you know what? I want you to do this right now. I want you to do this right now. So for me, I want to want to pray about the plans that um, I have in my heart and make sure they're God's God's plans first. I love what you were saying about about purpose, because I think it's it's so intentional. We were driving today and talking about the purpose driven life um, by Rick Warren. I think I read that when I was early on in college. And yet, is our life filled with purpose? Do the dreams that we have shine a light on God? Because essentially, you know, we're God's children, so we should always one be representing Him, but also be pointing to Him in what we do, our work. I mean, even if you're not don't have a job in ministry, you can still point to God if you're a doctor, you know, if you're a secretary, um, if you're a trash man, it doesn't matter. You can have that spirit, that heart, that light that you carry with you, which is so important. So I just in anything and everything I do, I want to have that that purpose, um, big and small, that's pointing and directing people to God. Shall we pray? Sure. And then Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you so much for the big dreams that you've given us, Lord. You can do all things, and we believe that. Lord, we're praying today for healings. Lord, I want to pray for my friend Cal, um, whose cancer came back. Lord, I pray if it's in your will that he can be healed. I ask this happen in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for all those people that are listening that have dreams that, that maybe you have given them and that you're growing them for. Lord, I just ask that you encourage them, that you keep them dreaming big. Um, Lord, that you can continue to inspire them, that your Holy Spirit may allow them to have imagination and be creative, God. Lord, I thank you for this time together. I pray for Noel. I pray for our baby um, that's, that's coming in April. I pray um, that this baby is healthy and strong. Lord, I, I pray for all mothers out there, um, for all parents out there, um, for anybody discerning marriage or children, Lord, I just pray that you may be with them on the journey and you may continue to lift us up as we try to have a, a life full of purpose that is pointing towards you. Yeah, I just pray that everyone um, can have the strength to surrender. It's not easy to relinquish control, and but we know that when we do, it's only... Um, positive things that come from it. So Lord, give us the strength to surrender to your will and be obedient to what you want for us so that we can live out your purpose. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. That was Proverbs 19.21, Word of the Day with Noel Melendrez, Mission Driven Podcast. See you later. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Let's go. Today's mission-driven interview is a husband, father, and lover of Jesus. 
He expresses his passion for the gospel in many ways, from creating music and touring to actually being the marketing director of St. Paul's Outreach. He put out a record last fall called Skyscrapers and is currently launching a new song every month. Let's give a big mission-driven welcome to Connor Flanagan. What's up, bro? What's up, Joe? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Cool, cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show this, uh, I wanted to title this, this podcast theme, big dreams, because, uh, you're a full-time dreamer, bro. That's right. So, so great. I just want to know, uh, you know, for those that out there listening that have never heard your music before, they don't know how passionate you are about Jesus. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently out in, in the twin cities, St. Paul, Minnesota. And for the last, I mean, pretty much my adult life. So from college on, I've been in pursuit of, of music. I mean, I've been a musician all my life, but like I've been jumping in, trying to pursue it as a career since college. And um, I also studied marketing in college. So those two kind of have been hand in hand. I've been in parish ministry for the last yeah. eight years. and I, I just took a new job uh, working with St. Paul's Outreach. But in the midst of all of that, God has placed this just kind of burning desire to communicate the gospel message through hip hop. And um and so that's what I've been after, and that's what I've been about, and it's been a dream of mine, and it's been amazing to watch God breathe life into yeah. that dream. Yeah. The, more, the more faithful I am to that dream, he, he's, he's matched that, and uh, it's just been kind of a wild ride the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah, bro. I remember, I want to say, I first heard about you soon after I graduated from school in Dayton in 2008. And uh, just to see your journey and to see how God has, you know, cultivated the gifts he's given you. I was checking out your website uh, before the interview and bro, it's amazing. Yeah, there's no no doubt that you specialize in marketing, loved all your video promo and everything. It's such at a high level. I say like you're creating for the kingdom at a high level and it's just it's just amazing. Um, so mm-hmm. t- tell us uh, a little bit about about your music. So obviously um, you, you make hip hop music for Jesus, but it's not just hip hop. There's a little bit more to it, right? Yeah. I kind of, the best way I've been able to describe it is it's where hip hop and worship collide. Yes. Um, I've, I've been a worship leader for it for the last couple of years as well. I love getting an opportunity to serve on retreats and at events in that capacity. Um, in my heart, like if, if you take, if you take Jesus out of my story, I, I make zero sense. Like nothing, wow. everything, everything falls apart. And so my natural response to the way my life is being laid out before me is just my response is worship. My response is one of thanksgiving, and that just naturally comes out in my songs. And so, um, you know, I've, I've never been one. I can't, I can't not write that. I cannot, I can't make God not a part of this whole, right. this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I write everything on the guitar and then we produce it after that. So some, some songs have much more of like a singer songwriter worship feel maybe on the hook. And then the mm-hmm. verses come in kind of a little heavier in, in a hip hop rap style. Yeah. Um, you know, the more, the, the more I grow in my own gifts and talents, the more I'm trying to push my musical boundaries to, to kind of explore some genres that I yeah. may not nat- naturally go to. But, um, yeah, every every everything I write is coming out of a place of gratitude for just who God is and what He's doing in my life. So whether musically it's worship or not, the lyrical content will always be worship. Bro, amazing. Yeah, do you do you ever get people to ask you questions like, "Hey, will you ever make secular music?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or do they they'll say like, "Are you you know do you consider yourself like a Christian musician or a Christian artist or whatever?" And, yeah. And, and I'm just like, well, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just like who I am. It's, totally. Yeah. I can't, I can't take, I can't take the Christian out of my art. Can't take the Jesus out of, out of what I do. And, um, but in that sense, like I still, there are songs, um, I am trying to be more raw and vulnerable in my lyrics. I'm yeah. trying to be a better storyteller. Right. That's um, great. So are, there, are there ways to communicate the message that may not be as explicit to someone who may not be in the same lane that I'm in right now in right. life? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I'm, I'm trying to get more creative with how I present the material, but that doesn't mean I'm trying to water it down at all. For sure. No, sometimes we'll, people ask me that same question and I just tell them, you know, like my heart is about sharing the gospel and Notorious B.I.G. always said, you got to rap about what's real to you. And God is real yeah. to me. So 
that's all I want to rap so, about. You so know? real. So real. Yep. Man, so speaking of real, you had some real uh, pretty cool experiences this summer. You went on, on tour. You did some festivals. Can you tell us about the highlights from your summer? Yeah, it's been it's been cool. Um, I, I had my first kind of couple big Christian music festivals. And for being a kid who grew up going to these massive Christian music festivals yeah. and idolizing these artists and seeing these stages, um, you know, I, I value any listener. And I, and I would do this if it was just for one person and, and we have played shows for just one person. Wow. Um, but it was cool to see this past summer, God just kind of make some legitimate dreams come true and, and getting me into these festivals. And it was fun, um, being, being someone who's a Catholic pursuing being in the Christian music industry. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of people doing that. And so right. to be on the same stages as some of these artists that I've idolized as a kid, um, and to be for me, it just spoke to the quality of the art that we're making right. and the quality of the music that it can compete in that environment. Yeah. Um, that was just a huge deal for us. And so uh, it was fun. You know, I think I, I take a lot of pride in our live show. I think I think we've really learned how to entertain an audience really well. So whether you know my music or not, if um, you were to come see us live, I think you would feel like you matter. I think you would feel engaged. And um, it was cool to see that this summer with traveling to festivals that no one knew us like wow. yeah nobody and and for us to leave yeah you know where the, the audience would triple in size by the time our yeah. show was over i mean i was watching uh, some of your your insta stories and uh your pictures and stuff and yeah to go to a place nobody knows you but yeah it's a you're filling it up it's just incredible that's that speaks yeah. volumes praise the lord amazing and you said uh us so i believe you travel you have a dj and a drummer is that correct correct yep so how did, how did that come about? Cause sometimes, you know, rapper will just rap or rapper, uh, just have a DJ or, you know, you just have you, you and your guitar. Um, how did that all, all work together? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I place so much value in the, in the live show and the experience, like mm -hmm. people pay for an experience yeah. and I, and I really value people's money, you know, yeah. and I want them to get every part of me that they can in wow. terms of the best show possible. And, um, so I, and I don't, honestly, I don't think my songs are good enough yet to live on their own. Like I'm not, I'm not someone who's going to get streamed a million times on Spotify, but by bringing a drummer and a DJ, I am someone who can take a, a pretty good song and make a great show out of it. Wow. And so, um, that's kind of my goal is if I can bring a DJ, a drummer, uh, if we're traveling on my own tour, we bring our own light rig with pre-programmed like lightings, shit sets and whatnot. So cool. Um, so I want to create an experience to let my songs actually live in rather than just kind of letting them live on their own. You know, and it's so important for us as believers to really, you know, serve at a high level. And that's in many different ways from our art to our families, but we shouldn't hold anything back when it can be great for Jesus. And I think you do that in a big way and you have that vision and God's really planted that in your heart. And, um, I, you work really hard at what you do and it shows. I'm so amazed. I was watching your, your video uh, today about introducing Connor Flanagan. And I noticed at part of the video, you roll out this almost like a dream sheet. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, that's funny. So that, that I, I kind of changed my songwriting process. Okay. Um, to where rather than uh, like sitting down and working on a p piece of paper kind of vertically, like from top to bottom where it's like, okay, kind of as you write, you work your way down the page. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I, I changed it thinking like, what if I actually treated my songs like a report and I outlined them and I storyboarded them in a way. And, and then practically it was just easier to go back in and like fill in, in the gaps. And so, um, I, I would, I've gotten the process of rolling out butcher paper. I got it at the local art store. I roll it out across the table and that way there's no lines, there's no boundaries, there's wow. no nothing for creativity. And, um, and I just write, I, I just write ideas. So like I have a song I want to write, um, you know, as, as a little kid, I, I rode this blue bike and it was the coolest. It was my first two wheeler. Uh, and I have distinct memories of like my dad holding the seat as I learned to ride it. And then he let me go and I'd fall and then I'd get back up. And so I want to write this, this song about like freedom, uh, with the father and like the father trusting me and, and letting me go and, and supporting me, but picking me up when I fall. And I want to relate it to these stories I have as a kid riding my blue bike. And so 
for instance, on the sheet, I would write blue bike. And then I'd write every story and memory I had about that bike. Wow. And then I'll go in later and fill it in lyrically and make it make sense. But, um, and so that's kind of how this song, I have a song called full-time dreamer. And I wrote that big on the middle of the sheet. Like, what does it mean to be a full-time dreamer? Like, that's just who uh, I feel like I am. Wow. And then I filled in around that, like all of these dreams I have and things that I'm trying to pursue and think about every single day. And again, then I went in and like filled, filled out the song around that. So that's like your creative process. I love it. It's, it's really thinking outside the box. And yeah, I love this, the idea that you don't have any restraints because uh, you have this giant sheet of paper. You can even draw some pictures along the way if you want to. You oh, know, yeah. Like, things like yep. that. Wow. Fantastic. Um, that's that's so great. Now, you know, the full time dreamer that to me, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's that's different. But tell me maybe what's one of the biggest dreams you have or something that you're striving towards? Uh, and when did you kind of want to become a full-time dreamer? Wow. One of the, one of the biggest dreams I have, I mean, it's, there's, you know, I, I know it kind of sounds cliche, but I'm honestly living the dream I has it had as a Incredible. kid. Like when I, when I dreamt of, of being like a musician, this summer specifically, like as a kid, I was like, I want to be on that stage. And then wow. this summer I was on that stage. So it's kind of like a really cool, like, all right, Lord, like this happened. <laughs> you did this, you know, like a dream legitimately came, came true. Um, but I, I mean, I have way bigger goals and aspirations for my music. So I'd love to be, you know, just doing music full time. I'd love to be on tour. I'd love to have all of what that means, a tour bus, a full band, a committed team, like all of these things. Um, so that's kind of like the long-term big vision goal um and dream and i think when my music started to be when i started to take it more seriously and when my music kind of became like a business and i started treating it that way mm -hmm. it was like all right lord like i can it, it, this is actually now that there's a foundation i can dream bigger like wow. now that i'm taking the practical steps because i think there's a lot of we sometimes we forget that the practical realities that that you know walk alongside our faith and our dreams and i think once I dove into those practical steps, it actually freed me up to say, well, God, like you're actually, you're moving in this. And I now have a foundation to like really dream big. And I think it's, I think it's possible. Well, with God, you know, all things are possible. So. Right. Right. But it, I was, I was reading scripture today. It says you do not have because you do not ask. Um, and a lot of times we might, Think, oh, we, we, we don't like write down our dreams or we don't openly say it or we think that it's not possible. And if we think that, then it's probably not going to happen. You know, it's important that we go to God for everything. We ask him, um, you know, he delights in the desires of our hearts. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's so important. Um, do you do any, any, you have any routines like, um, you put your goals on the wall and you read them every day or anything like that? Um, you know, I, I don't. Um, just this year though, for the first time, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but, um, for the first time, at, uh, last, like new year's last year, I like actually, you know, opened a journal and wrote down all my goals, Yes, like fam family goals, personal goals, like daily routine goals. Um, and then like my music business goals, Love uh, it. For, for the next year. And it's been great. And it's yeah. actually been really good. I'm like, you know, even this morning I'm like, oh man, I'm behind. Like I gotta, I gotta really commit to yeah. finishing a couple more songs and reading a few more books and like all these things that I, you know, committed to for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's been really good, but I do just to echo what you said, I couldn't agree more that I think our thoughts and our words carry legitimate weight and power in the eyes of God. And, you know, when we, when he's for us, yeah. man, you know, like our God is so for us and we just don't give him enough time or space to like bring to life our dreams, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned your, your living dream and I know you have a family. So tell us a little bit how that fits into God's calling for your life. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my biggest, my biggest dream, and it's something I'm working towards every day is I want the culture of my family to be louder than the culture of the world. Oh, wow. Um, that's, that's the dream I have. Cause if that's the case, then my kids are going to grow up knowing who they are and whose they are and yep. where they can go, you know? Um, in, in their time of need and in their time of great rejoicing. And so I, that's my dream is if I can create a, if I can create, if I can make the kingdom of God present within the confines of my house, first and foremost, and make it loud and make it attractive and make it like, this is where real life is found. Then, yes. uh, I think as a family, we'll, we'll change culture. Uh, um, 
And that's, that's the biggest dream I have and, and all the music stuff and whatnot separate. But I think practically, um, you know, my, my wife is, in, is insanely supportive of, of what God's doing with my music. And it's something yeah. that we try to approach as a family, not just Connor doing his thing. So important. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know? it's, she's part of it as much as, you know, you're, you're leaving, um, to travel, to do an event, something like that. I, I go through the same thing. My wife's so much a part of this ministry as, as I am. So it's so yeah. good that you have that idea that you're all together on it. And, uh, how, you have a daughter, correct? We have two daughters, two daughters. Yeah. Wow. Two daughters. I know a house full of girls. Man, that's fantastic. And what are their names and how old are they? Yeah, Hadley is she just turned two and then Braylon is about five months. So Whoa. That's that's fresh. <laughs> that's fresh, man. <laughs> oh man. But you you sound well rested, so that's that's amazing. Oh. Yeah, we're good. We it's it's kind of it's funny that we're we're going through a little bit with our five month old some some sleep issues right now, which is affecting the pursuit of the dreams. Cause I'm just so tired. <laughs> oh my gosh. Any, any, uh, like if you could give a parent one tip, anything that you could recommend right now, maybe a, a oh, new, man. a new parent, like someone's like, you know, uh, like for me, it was like the nasal gun for our daughter. Um, that, that really oh, helped change yeah. the game, but anything that yeah. you'd recommend for your, your, anyone listening? Oh man. Um, I mean, I don't know if I, I mean, I could probably go through, I could get real nerdy and start recommending like hilarious gadgets and yeah. stuff. But I think I honestly, I think the biggest thing for me and I tell this to new parents is like, trust your gut. Mm. You know, you can't like God, God has, God has prepared you for this, you know? Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many blogs and, and books and this and that. But I think at the end of the day, like, Trust your gut, whether it's with a sick, a little kid who's sick or not sleeping or not eating or whatever. You know, yeah. I just think like, like do what you know to be right for your family. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes that needs to be an, obviously an informed decision. Be smart about it. But I think at the end of the day, like God has prepared you for the mission that is your family and raising that mm. family and, and building the kingdom for that family. And so yes. you need to trust yourself, even if you feel totally unprepared. So good. You know, uh, this this podcast is called the Mission Driven Podcast, and it's it's hopefully uh, designed to inspire people, help them as fuel on their mission that, and different missions that God gives them. So, you know, our general mission: go make disciples of all nations. So, creating, uh, multiplying disciples, creating followers of Christ. What do you believe is a mission that God's given you? It could be one that you've completed or one that you're currently on. I'd say there's there's two things. As a family, I think God's given us a mission of um, kind of radical hospitality. Mm. Um, we just, we just love, uh, being able to serve people in that way and having an open home and, and yeah, just being, being able to love on people through, through hospitality, whether it's with our time, talents, our money, whatever that is. And yeah. then, uh, I think, you know, for personally, um, I, I really think God's given me a mission of just encouragement. I feel really, really convicted of the fact that we don't encourage people enough in what, God has for their life. And sometimes, you know, a strain, like someone may totally miss what God has for them because I didn't take the time to point it out to them. Mm, wow. You know, like if I see someone has a gift and, you know, a little bit of encouragement can go a really long way. I'm sure you've experienced that in your own life and your own career. Like yeah. someone stopping you to say, Hey Joe, like I really believe in this part of your life and you're, and it totally rocks your world. You know, it's honestly or it's exactly what you need it. Yeah, there is. I, I I owe my music career to this woman named Melanie Stovall. She was my youth minister, and she encouraged me to write the first song I wrote. And because yeah. it was, you know, I, she asked me to, you know, teach the kids how to pray the rosary on on retreat, and she's like, "You should make a whole CD." And I'm like, "Are you crazy? Like, I don't know how to make music." She's like, "No, just try it. Like, it, it if God wants it to happen, it'll happen." And if it wasn't for her seeing that in me. I don't know if I would have made music, you know, but that's, that's oh, huge. Man. Yeah. And here's, and here's like, take it one step further. Like, so what her name was Melanie. You yeah. said mm -hmm. like, she like spoke a prophetic word over your life. Yeah. And I think, and I think you and I have talked about this on the phone before, but I'm, I'm so convicted that just the simple practical idea of encouragement is like a very practical form of the prophetic. Whoa. Like she encouraging you in that one song. She had no idea at the time, but she felt the nudge from the Holy Spirit to encourage you. Mm -hmm. That was actually like a prophecy over your life saying like, Joe, this is like what God has for you. Yeah. Wow. That's and so I think, powerful. And I think, 
I think we can step into that more of like just simply being aware of our surroundings, seeing people be like, hey, I think you're like, I've just noticed you're like a great father and like God has clearly gifted you with this talent or this ability and I want to encourage you in it. And who knows what that'll do for them. And not to not to hold back. Sometimes we can say, oh, well, I don't want to offend this person. I don't know if this person's going to think I'm weird because I say this. But if you have the prompting of the spirit, uh, you just got to you got to go with it and you be courageous yeah. and strong and bold in your speech. And just know that you, you can never go wrong with, you know, spreading the love and encouragement and seeing something. I would say working with teens, you know, if you can see something in them that they don't see in themselves, that's that's really big. And it could like you said, it could change the course of their life. Yeah. Yeah. And it does take courage. It does take courage to kind of go out of your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. say, hey, anything kind of weird. But like, again, I don't think you can ever go wrong seeking to to authentically encourage somebody. No, no. And we're we're literally vessels. So if God wants to do something, we got to say yes, Jesus, and do it, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So where did your strong faith come from? Tell us about your faith journey. Did you have an experience or when did you become so passionate about about the Lord and, and sharing the gospel with the world? Yeah, I I think, um, I mean, I grew up in a a really vibrant, faithful home and um, my my parents did a great job. Again, when I speak of that kind of creating a culture that's louder than the world, my parents did a great job of that for me as a kid of creating a culture of faith that was louder and more attractive than the culture of the world that I was aware of. Mm -hmm. And so I always kind of felt like I had a one up on my friends, like, oh, they're like, they're missing out. Like they don't have this, you know? And so, um, so that was really cool. And and music was a huge part of that. We'd go to these, my mom would like make an insane effort to take us downtown on like a Tuesday night to see, you know, when Toby Mack was on his very first tour, we saw him at like a club with 50 other people. And I was in like sixth grade, you know? Um, and so just these experiences that I had as a kid of like, like people that I saw who were sold out for the Lord, um, outside of my own parents, outside of a couple of my immediate family members, um, I was just really attracted to it. And then as I grew up, um, I, I just was drawn more and more. I got involved in leading retreats at my high school. I went to Franciscan University. I played basketball there. And the fusion of my desire for success in athletics with God's kind of with the recognition of my gifts and talents come from God was a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um and so he just started to permeate kind of every aspect of my life. And it just kind of got to the point where I was like, man, this is so good. I can't help but want to share it. Yeah. Um, and when I graduated from college, I, uh, again, I studied marketing and I was, I was writing music and I wanted to do music. And uh, I got a job as a youth minister. Um, and, and it's really there in, the, in kind of the trenches of ministry that God kind of broke me down and reshaped me and, and really kind of honed in on this desire that I had to share the gospel. So incredible. That's like, that's like a really abridged. Yeah. <laughs> I know version, you, you could write a whole book. I imagine. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, speaking of the gospel, what are some, what's one of your favorite scripture stories out there? Oh man. Um, I love, so, uh, Acts four thirteen is, is my favorite verse and I stumbled upon it in a kind of a, a, dry time in my own spiritual life I had was just kind of like I was in my first year full-time ministry struggling with not knowing the answers to questions about the faith and how to how to stand up for it and how to explain it and communicate it and just kind of feeling like a failure and um, I committed to for Advent I committed to reading the book of Acts every day oh, man. and I got to I got to chapter four and verse four verse 13 and i just stopped and that verse is um for when the pharisees saw the boldness of peter of peter and john um they stopped and they wondered uh that they were common and uneducated men but could tell that they were close to jesus and that just that rocked my world because here you have the pharisees from afar jesus has died um they're you know they're seeing peter and john and they're like those guys are normal common, uneducated, you know, poor men, but they could tell from a distance that they had been with Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And that rocked my world. Cause like, that's me. I'm like literally uneducated and I feel so common and unworthy, but God, I just need to be close to you. Mm. Like I want, that's what I, when people leave a, an encounter with me, when they leave a show, when they leave a youth group night, whatever, like I want them to be like, man, Connor 
has spent time with the Lord. Ah, um, so good. And so that, that verse, man, every day I go back to that verse, like, Lord, how am I spending time just being close with you today? Cause that's all that matters. Bro. Uh, so, so, so good. And, and the fact that that spoke to you is, is huge. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, if you, I always say, you know, people that love God because they're like glowing with the Holy spirit or, you know, just something about them, their, their presence is different. And a lot of times it's because God in them is just like pumping, you know, yeah, um, which is yep. so cool. Um, well, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, we have a couple fun questions to ask you in just a few, but I know that people can book you to bring you to their school or church, um, uh, parish. How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, if you go to counterflanaganmusic.com, uh, you can fill out a contact form if you if you want to inquire about booking me for a show and or yeah. event. Um, I do do I do speak at events as well, even though I don't kind of market or publicize that. Okay. I have done that for retreats and, and whatnot. Amazing. Um, but yeah, my website's got all my social media stuff on there. You can follow along on my on my shows and my tours and the blog section. Um, and I will be launching, I'm currently kind of building out all the content now, but I'll be launching a full-time dreamer podcast. Hey, uh, so, Joe, so Joe, we'll have to, I'll have to return the favor. Let's do it, that. bro. That's exciting. Uh, the whole podcast is going to be centered around, I'm kind of calling it a platform of encouragement. Yes. Um, I just want, I want it to serve as a place to encourage people to pursue uh, a radical life with Jesus and, and their dreams. So incredible. And then you got some, uh, coming events that are gonna be pretty cool. Um, you're coming to NorCal. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you for hooking me up. Oh, pleasure. Um, <laughs> My be, pleasure. I'll be coming out. I'll be coming out to NorCal. Uh, um, we are, I've got a couple of shows even just next week. Uh, in we're playing a college show out in Wisconsin. Fantastic. Uh, well, so thanks so much. We got some rapid fire questions for you. And I'm just so thankful for your time and seeing what God's going to be doing in your life and, and your life and your family's life. Uh, so encouraging. And even in my life. So thank you for uh, our, our relationship and brotherhood. It means so much. Absolutely. All thanks right. For having me again. My pleasure. Rapid fire with Connor Flanagan. Favorite flavor ice cream. Mint chocolate chip. Favorite color. Blue. Musical artist you admire. Ooh, Matt Carney. Favorite movie ever. Favorite movie ever, Cinderella Man. Book that has greatly impacted you. Um, the Way of the Heart by Henry Nowen. What inspires you? People who work hard, whether they see the end in sight or not. Favorite TV show? Oh man, probably Lost. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Fly. Who doesn't want to fly? For real. Favorite fruit? Blueberries. Life goal? Build the kingdom for my family so that they know Jesus. Yes. And last one, God is? God is? radical fantastic bro man thank you so much for being on the mission driven podcast we're so thankful for you um may god continue to bless you and your family and inspire you and may all your dreams come true in jesus name connor flanagan mission driven podcast let's go amen let's go all right welcome back to break it down on the mission driven podcast with the man of the day, Connor Flanagan. We back, baby. We back. Uh, We're back. Man, so you spoke a little bit about your creative process in writing a song. Right now, you have you know this giant butcher sheet of paper, and you write out all different types of things. So for Break It Down, we're going to talk about one of your tracks. You're going to tell us all about it, where you were, different things like that. So um, what track are we talk about today? Uh, a new song called Dangerous dangerous Ooh, already already enticing already exciting so uh tell us a little bit about this track uh, how did it even start yeah so the, so the, like the way back story is i'm originally from cleveland ohio um and huge cleveland browns fan okay and if, if you follow really the nfl nfl at all you've probably seen some of baker mayfield's highlights and kind of what he's been doing for the city of cleveland and our browns and so last year during his first start uh, for the season, um, after he scored his first touchdown, he was mic'd up in his helmet, and he said, I woke up feeling dangerous today. I woke Ooh. up feeling dangerous. And he was all hyped up, and then, you know, he re- he proceeded to say that in the post, post-game press conference, and, and people were kind of like, like, what do you mean? He's like, I just woke up feeling dangerous. And that line really struck me. I was like, what if, as Christians, 
we woke up feeling dangerous. Like oh. we were, we woke up feeling like, like we were ready to attack the day and yeah. win it for and win it for the Lord, you know? Yes. Cause I feel like, I feel like we just play defense a lot. Like we're always kind of like trying to deflect the culture and figure out how to like avoid it or just, or just go along with it without being impacted too much by it. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm like so sick of playing defense for the evil one. Like I want to, I want to attack, yeah. you know, I want to be in full on attack mode. And, um, so, so that's where it came from. So there was like two kind of goals for this song. There was one is I wanted to write a, like a hype track, like that would get like believers fired up to be yeah. like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up cause I have the power of God in me today. Wow. Um, is it like, and, a, and like then, an anthem or like hits hard or how would you just de- de- define it? Yeah. I mean, it, it hits really hard. It's like a pump up. Um, it's a pump up Anthony type track. Yes. Like I, it's, it, it moves, it moves fast and hard. Um, and, and, and that kind of speaks to the second goal. The second goal was I want to write it in a way that the Cleveland Browns could use it as a theme song. Hey, uh, and I've never, it. I'm, you know, that's a big goal for me. I've never tried to write a song for like sync or licensing or trying to get it picked up anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went in my basement that night and I just, I was up to like four in the morning banging on the keyboard, you know, guitar, just trying to find the right sounds and, and, and kind of drum up a rough sketch for this song. And, um, the, the beginning of the song starts with, uh, I woke up like this, a fire in my bones, feeling like a fighter, my head in the zone. I found freedom in the light. You already know I'm feeling dangerous. Wow. And so it's kind of this mixture of like, it's, it's worldly, but it's got some hints of like, yep. Seasoned with the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with it. It's not, you know, it's coming out. We'll just see if, if it makes any waves, I've I've got some hot hopes for it. That's fantastic. And tell us, so you, you said you normally write on your guitar first and then how does it go from your guitar to actual production to then actually being released? Yeah. So for this one, I kind of, um, this one, I, I normally write on my guitar. This one, I was like this, I, I just am going to kind of go straight to finding some like synth loops and some like high energy stuff. Cause that's where I want the song to start. And so, um, I kind of just, I, I work out of logic and you know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a very poor piano player. If you can even call me that, but, uh, I was messing around until I found kind of found like a melody line that I liked and, um, put down a simple, simple kind of beat to it, kind of four on the floor, driving, pounding beat. And then I just started writing. And so I got enough of an instrumental around it for me to write to. And then I work in conjunction with two super talented producers in Nashville. And so I said, Hey, here's, here's what I got. Here's the vision. Um, I like, I need you guys to bring this to life. And, um, boy, did they ever. So, bro, I'm excited to hear this song. Do you mind introducing it? Not at all. Let's do it. This is Connor Flanagan. And you are about to listen to my song dangerous right here on the Mission Driven Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. I woke up like this, a fire in my bones. Feeling like a fighter, my head in the zone. I found freedom in the light. You already know, yeah. You already know. I'm not in it for the accolades. Stay true to the name of the one who saves. Roll up to the Grammys in a carry. Not yet, but hear me when I say one day. Hear me when I say one day. In my basement, like daily complacent. I'm chasing God. Why you waiting? Impatient. I'm breaking my mind open to find the right words for this song. I hope you all sing along. Like Mulala, I go on. Balling like I'm LeBron. Comparison, it got the best of me yesterday. Remedy, I know the recipe. Give it to God. Celebrate victory. For all my friends and pray for my enemies. Yeah.
woke up like this, a fire in my bones. Feeling like a fighter, yeah, my head in the zone. I found freedom in the light, you already know. Yeah, feeling you dangerous. already know. I woke up like this, a fire in my bones. Feeling like a fighter, yeah, my head in the zone. I found freedom in the light, you already know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode. I want to give a special thank you to Connor Flanagan being our Mission Driven guest. Big thank you to my wife, Noel Melendrez, for word of the day, Proverbs 19, verse 21. Feel free to check out Dangerous, the track replayed for Breakdown by Connor Flanagan. It's now streaming worldwide and it bumps. I wanted to let you know if you have any questions you'd like to submit for future episodes, please feel free to email me at joe at joemelendres.com or go to joemelendres.com forward slash podcast. We'd love to engage and learn about questions you might have. You can also follow me on all social media at Joe Melendrez. I just signed up for TikTok and my TikTok is at Joe Melendrez Music. If you like today's episode, please feel free to rate, share, comment, and for sure, subscribe. It really helps to get the word out. Big up to our sponsor, Pray.com, an incredible app. It's going to help you pray. Um, we're going to have a link in our show notes so you can download it directly. So until next time, God loves you and stay mission driven. Peace. Peace.